Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. This is Marcy hosting this week and with me I have Sam, Sarah and Kim. Hello ladies. Hello Marcy. Hey ladies. How we all doing with Gosh, almost halfway through week, no, not halfway, beginning of week six of self-isolation. Wow, I'm already halfway through seven. (laughs) Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's nearly two. I don't even remember what, I think it's week six, something, I don't know. I could be wrong. The point is, it feels like Groundhog Day everywhere, and we're just doing the best we can. (laughs) The best we can, Yeah. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording. What are you guys most looking forward to when all this bullshit is done? Oh, release you out into the wild. Um, I, I have mine. Unless you have yours, right now, go, Sarah, go. I so I'm going to be greedy. And I'm going to go for two things. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, coffee take out coffee because although we can get it it's just really awkward at the minute and it's just not an enjoyable experience and um human contact I'm going to become really obnoxious at just like running up to people in the middle of the street and just like hugging them and maybe licking them and stuff I don't know just because at the minute I can't and I feel kind of I feel kind of restricted and we know what happens when we restrict ladies it all goes wrong eventually and you will start binging (laughs) on human affection and licking people be warned, be warned everyone. This is you're getting crazy. Yeah. Definitely. That's great. Annie, what about you, Boo? I think for me, the, the thing I want to hear the most is please take out your passport and boarding pass. Oh yeah, that one as well. I <laughs> can't fucking wait to travel. Yeah, <laughs> you, sent that, you. you sent that meme yesterday. Sarah, you were making me dizzy with that. <laughs> Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> like spinning around. Yeah, this is how I record these days. I just spin around in circles. Sorry, I'm just trying to move. Sarah's, at, Sarah's having a concert over here with her microphone, a dancing. <laughs> dancing. Some better lighting, flashing lights. 
Week. Yes, travel. I'm definitely looking forward to some travel as well. I know we've had a couple or cancel a couple of trips, which is unfortunate. So that'll be nice to get back to. Yeah. Anything else, Sam? No, honestly, everything else. Nothing nothing really else is like in my life anyways has has changed that much. Um I think everything actually is going better. It's just I miss traveling and like being able to have the freedom of like going outside and frolicking around more. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, in the warm weather, you know, but that's, that will come. That's on its way. Mm. Yeah. Kimbo? So, gosh, there's so many things I want to do, but honestly, the thing that's just top of mind for me is I want my poor teenagers to be able to have social interaction. Wow, <laughs> it, it is hard for teenagers in this situation, you know, like, think about how social you are as a teenager and how much you need that friend kind of interaction, and now they're just, like, here and, you know, we're trying to make things fun for them, but I don't think that I'm a substitute for their entire friend, friend group. And they're seeing each other virtually, but it's not the same. So that's it's the not. thing. That's not the same. I'm really looking forward to my three kids being able to get out and have some social interaction. And I would love to go out for a Friday night, like dinner and movie. That sounds amazing right now. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's like one of the things that I miss the most too, because we have one of those movie theaters around here where... They have the reclining seats and they'll serve you food and oh, drinks yeah. in your chair. Yeah, it's really nice. And we used to go, God, we used to go to the movies like almost once a week. It was our, our like, yeah, the one thing that we really enjoyed doing. So I'm yeah, we were almost once a week people too. My husband really likes movies. And so it's strange. We haven't been in months. Yeah. I think the experience of dining too, now that you say it, like there's just something really nice about being in a setting with other people. Even if you're like, it's nothing special, like the food, whatever. It's like the experience of going out to eat. is so enjoyable for me. And I feel like it puts me in such a different headspace. Like I just like talk about different things and I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it, that's something I miss that you can't really replicate at home. Yeah. And I wonder if it, what it will be like when we all do end up back at restaurants. Like, will it be people will be just so happy to see each other that they'll be talking to other people at other tables, be like, hi, isn't this fun? Well, or will people be more like not used to speaking to other people and like eyeing people suspiciously? Like, was that a cough? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I like either Rona? Is that the Rona? <laughs> uh, so for me, it's definitely going to be going to the grocery store, which I've been going a couple times a week. I've got to be honest. I just can't live in fear. So, you know, like for a while there, I was really paranoid. It's like, I went from this place of like not being paranoid to being paranoid to now not being paranoid again. And just trying to stay safe, you know, wear the mask, wash my hands, not touch my face. But yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to my beloved Trader Joe's, not having to wait in line, having the sample station with my coffee (laughs) that's back up and not getting yelled at by people if I am just like a little bit too close, like some Mm. lady yelled at me yesterday. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm not like yelled at me, but she just was not very friendly. And I know like I just lovingly bless her from afar because obviously (laughs) she is struggling with something and taking it out on me. Yeah. (laughs) Not my problem. So yeah, movies, Trader Joe's, and I'm, I will admit I'm ready to get back to the gym. These home workouts are kind of becoming monotonous. So doing the best I can there, but ready to have my cable machines and heavier dumbbells and leg press and all that stuff. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. 
Anyway. Somebody was telling me that yesterday note, they think we're going to have to wear masks at gyms. Do you think that's going to be true? I, yeah. I, I, mean, I have been mm-hmm. following a lot of gym accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, like, the gym situation may never be the same again. And, really? I mean, I've already seen, like, big box gyms going out of business. I'm curious what's going to happen because I train at one of those more like private boutique studios where you can definitely control how many people come in. So are we going to have to have appointments and only let a certain number of people in per time? Uh, And yeah, the the mask thing too. And I even had one of my in-person clients say to me, you know, I'm not going back there until your boss has a good plan. And I don't trust that he can come up with one. So unless he hires somebody to walk around and disinfect everything like all day long, I don't think I'm going to come back. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to well, see. Did she say she's going to build a home gym or does she think some other gym is going to be better? Or what, what does that mean? I mean, he bought a bench and some dumbbells so he can get by. I mean, he's not, it, it's not like his uh, biggest priority, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Mm, it's definitely going to be different because restaurants and everything will have changed as well. I think there'll, yeah. there'll not as many, not be as many seats in them. There'll be more like regulations. So it's going to be a different reality. For Things sure. will not be normal. But will not be old normal. They will just be new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm curious about, and also like I'll be a little bit disappointed if anything changes with this, is sporting events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 So I was down for a good basketball game every now and then, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like some of the seasons aren't going to happen, right? Like in the near future. Um, My son, I know my son is, he's, you know, going back to college in the fall and he's going whether they, they might actually totally be online and he's still going to be in an apartment in the city. He's like, it's going to lose a whole lot. He's like, there won't be football games. And isn't that, that's just kind of weird. Like, no college it's sports. It's just a, it's a strange oh. thing. Don't tell me that if there is not college football, I'm going to be devastated. It's like the one thing I look forward to every year. I'm just saying he's, he's really concerned that that's not going to happen at all. But it's weird because like UFC is still going and wrestling and all that. Which yeah. Is like all so, so much contact. I know. Right. Like, it makes right sense. Now, it's it's like, like, huh? Right yeah. now, that stuff is happening? Yeah. How, yeah. Huh. Is it? Yeah. That's weird. It is. I, know, I couldn't believe it, but apparently so. Hmm. Well, ladies, okay. shall we move on to today's topic? Yes. Do it. You are. All right. So this week, we thought it would be good to talk about how to make weight loss more fun. And I don't really know if fun is the right word. So more enjoyable, how to make it suck less because there are times when it is going to suck. Let's just be honest. So that is it. Let's, uh, let's start with you, Kim. So I think probably the, the first thing I would say is the mindset with which you approach it. Like if you approach weight loss with the idea of like, this is going to be terrible and I have to suffer to make this work, it's going to feel like suffering. If you approach it from the idea of I'm going to make this work in my life and I'm still going to keep things that I love, and we can talk specifically about in what realms, um, in that it can make a really big difference. But if you go into it with the idea of I must suffer to lose weight, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sam? 
Yeah, I think um, I think something that has helped me in my own weight loss journey and my clients too is uh, shifting shifting your your mindset, like Kim said, but from a place of like I want to lose weight to I want to get healthier um, because you can't control how fast you lose weight or how it happens or where it comes from or basically anything about it, um, but you can control what you do to get healthier. And I think that really takes the pressure off of people to lose a certain amount of weight by a certain amount of time or not, you know, kind of almost disappointing themselves. Um, so I've, I've noticed that that shift is so huge because people are like, oh yeah, that's actually the whole point of all this. Like, yeah, I want to lose weight, but like, who cares if I am 20 pounds lighter and I still feel like crap, like I want to feel good. So that's the biggest shift, I think, um, and tips just overall, like an arching message would be focus on feeling good and feeling healthier. That's going to result in weight loss. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having that timeline can be really stressful as well. So if you're pounds in six months, right. And you, you attach to that outcome so heavily, what happens if you get sick or you get injured or something happens to someone in your family kind of like derails what you are able to do, then you are going to feel very stressed out. You're probably going to be disappointed because now you've been thrown off your path and, oh shit, you know, I wanted to reach this goal in six months and now it's going to take me eight. So yeah. I think that, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not a huge goal setter when it comes to putting a timeline on it for that very reason. So I always say, you know, just focus more on the process, the day-to-day -day habits that you need to do. And then whenever it happens, it will happen. But totally practicing that detachment is very important. It's like the, uh, the peace and release, right? Like set your intention and then fucking release it into the wilderness and it will happen mm -hmm. as long as you just mm -hmm. focus on the day-to-day. So right, right. peace and release, baby. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Um, so all of those tick, tick, tick. Um, I would say also reframe it that you are learning a new skill. You are learning a new kind of like um, life skill. So every day you are waking up and you're going to focus on, okay, what can I learn today that is going to, you know, be something which actually, you know, does help me achieve my goal but I'm going to focus on the actual process of learning the new skill so whether it be you know learning to cook new food or learning to you know move more all of the things I think that's been super helpful for some of my clients um, and the health one as well is a huge huge one because that just really in your mind that kind of almost moves it into a place of um more worth more being more worthwhile like there's kind of more kind of peace with it in your mind because you're like yeah so this isn't just about the numbers this is actually about me living longer and me you know like being able to spend more time with my kids and all of the things so mm -hmm. yeah right right and the more you can focus on that the more you realize okay like this is actually going to be a lifestyle something that I can keep up with forever so that they're, they're like, yes, there may be an end point to when you come out of a calorie deficit or something like that, but the habits that you have used to get there are going to be ones that you can carry with you for the rest of your life. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, I think there's sometimes like I found when I have been in conversations with people, like you know, if they're inquiring about coaching and they kind of come in and they're like, yeah, I want to, I want to make it more of a, a lifestyle. But when you actually ask them, okay, so what, what do you mean by that? What, what does that mean for you? People haven't even really given it any thought. It's kind of one of those terms that they've seen. They know they don't want to diet anymore and they've heard lifestyle is the thing to do. So they're like, yeah, I just want to live the lifestyle. And it, you have to then really help people to bring out, well, what does that lifestyle mean for you? Cause it's going to be different for, everybody mm-hmm. um so yeah that's always quite an interesting conversation to have with people and um, so yeah mm-hmm. i would just that's say that's like, a good get, point sarah yeah get really clear with yourself what your lifestyle is going to look like yeah mm-hmm. like if you guys think of where we're like you are at right now and i'm talking like kim marcy sarah like us like think of where we are at if you thought like five years prior to this very day i would have never thought what I'm doing right now is what I would be doing or the habits I have. Like, I didn't even know that those habits were ones I would want. So it's almost like thinking in reverse, like seeing Mm. other people that are successful with weight loss, right. Or like look good in their body and they talk about how good they feel and with emphasis on the feels, not the looks, then you can almost imitate their habits until they become yours and I think Mm -hmm. that was the thing that I did was like I was looking at all these like super fucking healthy people or I should say I was at first looking at people that looked really good observing what they did and that was basically dieting and I was Mm -hmm. like I gotta just restrict I just gotta diet right that got me so far then I yo-yoed and I kept re like regaining losing regaining losing the same five ten pounds then when I found people that were actually chasing health and healing their relationship with food and their body, that's mm-hmm. when I finally lost all of the weight mm-hmm. and feel fucking awesome. Most days, obviously there's days where I don't feel good, but then that was like, Oh, those are the new habits and the new thoughts I want to have less about the looks and the restriction, more about feeling good and doing the things that make me feel good and eating the things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I remember when I first got into this, it was around the time when the fitness magazines were really popular. So Oxygen, Muscle and Fitness, Hers. And that was my like idea of what, well, one, what I wanted to look like. I wanted to look like a figure competitor. I wanted to be really lean with like the big shoulders and like the perky glutes and the wide back. And I mean, because that was, not all I was seeing because there were shape magazine where the cover models were, you know, tall and thin and lean. They had more of a like Pilates type body, so to speak. But I was more attracted to like the more muscular lean women. And I was willing to do whatever it took to look like that, you know, thinking that I could not knowing what was really going on behind the scenes. And <laughs> it wasn't the, it wasn't the like, you know, the two, uh, two sessions of cardio a day and the five meals of chicken, broccoli, and oatmeal and sweet potatoes, right? Like there were, <laughs> there were some things they don't tell you in those magazines. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, even following that lifestyle. So training five to six times a week, doing cardio twice a day and having that really restrictive diet. I mean, I did that for years and I was miserable. Like it was not a lifestyle, the things that I missed out on, the just like 
the stress that it created in my mind, you know, never feeling good enough, never doing enough, always having to do more and still not being happy where I was because I didn't look anything like them. Yeah. So totally. Oh my God. That hits me in the fucking feels. (laughs) Right. Well, and you know, it's unfortunate. Yes, they have, they still have fitness magazines, but I don't think that people get their information from those like quite as much. I haven't read a fitness magazine guy. It's been four or five years probably. So I'm not even really sure what's going on inside those pages, but I think most people are getting their information from social media, you know, especially Instagram, God forbid, Pinterest, like, oh, he's they. I think that's all just transferred to Instagram. Oh yeah. Like I used to read that. I loved those magazines and that's all still there on Instagram, right? Yeah. Still seeing that same kind of information. Oh yeah, for sure. Who I would depend on who they're following, but you know, if they're following bodybuilders, because I was just like you, Marcy, I saw those, those, I'm like, that's what I want to look like. Like, what do I need to do to do that? And it seemed like that'll be amazing. It's really not very fun. It's not not healthy. It's not healthy either. Like it's not, it's the total opposite. If, If you've ever seen anyone step up on a stage or shred down for a photo shoot, there is nothing healthy. Having done that myself I know it's not health it's hell it's an H but it's a hell it's a hell H not a health H so yeah yeah Yeah. and I've talked about my own story on this podcast many times and I know it is the result of what I did in college which was following those magazines and I made myself very unhealthy and to this day even though I have completely changed my lifestyle and don't do any of that shit anymore like I'm still repairing the damage mm-hmm. 10 years later me too so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean and whether that's whether that is like physical damage so you know like my actual like physical health or even you know mental health like there are sometimes like i'll be honest where those thoughts creep in oh i shouldn't like eat too much or you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i think that repairing your relationship with food can take a very long time and sometimes it never fully goes away like you can be more aware of it and yeah. stop those negative voices and like, okay, like ego, right? Like <laughs> it's my ego talking to me and, and shut it up, but not everybody has the ability to do that. So, and you know, it's interesting with social media and I, I don't spend very much time on Facebook and really I spend the most time on Instagram and I have curated my feed to only be people who are either my friends, people who I respect from an educational standpoint, or it's like baking blogs and home decor blogs, things like that. I am not following the Paige Hathaways of the world who are promoting, you know, that kind of obsessive behavior. Um, So I don't really even see it. I will talk about, oh, don't do detoxes or, you know, these crazy diets or tons of exercise and stupid workouts. Like I talk about that in my posts because I know that stuff is out there, but I am actually not seeing it because I'm choosing not to see it. So that's another way to make your uh, uh, weight loss journey uh, more fun is to curate your social media feed, like, like straight, straight away, just get that thing cleaned up. Anyone, any account, anyone doesn't make you feel good, has you in the comparison cycle, has you feeling crappy about yourself, unfollow because that will send you down rabbit hole after rabbit hole, which if your reaction is to um, 
go and eat your feelings because you feel so crap about yourself, that is going to be a continual cycle. So that would be the first place to start to try and make things funner. Funner a word? I don't think it is. Less sucky. Let's use it anyway. Less less sucky, funnier. That actually, that exact thing happened to me. I want to share just because it's so relevant right now, but um, TikTok, right? So I've been on TikTok a lot more because I'm just having like a blast making fun videos. And it's really easy to get sucked into TikTok. And when I say really easy, I'm sure you guys have been on it at this point. I haven't. Oh my God. So I was up until 2.30 in the morning the other day. Samantha. Saturday (laughs) night. Like I was, I got so sucked in and I was like scrolling and it was so fun. And like, I was watching all these funny, ridiculous videos, but then I stumbled upon these like beautiful girls who are like, this is how I apply my winged eyeliner. And I'm like, oh my God, why don't I do winged eyeliner? (laughs) And then I'm like, I should be doing winged eyeliner. Why don't I use makeup? Like what, you know? And so I, I, it turned into two hours of in my head being like, wow, I'm ugly and disgusting. Like, I didn't actually, like, consciously think that, but that's how I felt. And I went to bed and I was like, oh, that was a gross experience. And I was like, I can't do that again. Like, that felt nasty. Yeah. So TikTok is a really easy place to do that. Like, it's also a lot of fun and, like, you can stay, like, lighthearted and fun. But I caught myself going very quickly into the, like, oh my god like my pores are too big like how how like i i don't look i don't look the part i'm like i don't look like a hip-hop dancer like my hair is not that great like all the things i'm like what is happening and it was this whirlwind of like (laughs) comparisonitis that if i wasn't aware of my own patterning i would have just got sucked into ate my feelings and Mm -hmm. continued to do it again and again and again and so if you guys are listening and you're doing that right now Put the fucking phone down and filter your shit. Like you have to create boundaries or else you are going to feel like crap. Like mm-hmm. that's not okay. No, no more. Yeah. No more. I, no more. 100% I agree. Like when, I, when I saw you doing those things on TikTok, I was like, okay, maybe I should do this. And I mean, one, I didn't really want to have to like figure out how to do it. I'll be honest. But I did kind of get sucked into the rabbit hole for a couple of days. And immediately I was like, no, I can't can't spend my time here because I felt the same thing as you, you know, like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm gross. I should be wearing makeup. I should be doing my hair. (laughs) My best friend from college sent me this picture yesterday of when I was probably, well, I was 21 because I was in a bar and well, one picture was me like chugging a pitcher of beer, but like I had a full set of makeup on and my hair was done. And then she sent me this other picture. And again, like hair blown out, makeup on, like I just, I looked really good, but I was also 21. Um, And I wrote her back and I'm like, oh gosh, like I wish I had the energy to (laughs) to still do that every day. Like, and I know a lot, like, look at Kim looks beautiful. Your hair is all blown out. You've got your makeup on, but I'm here. I do like once a week. And and you wanted to hear something, Marcy? Guess what I was doing this morning. I I had a morning of recording things and guess what I reported this morning, among other things. I finally got on TikTok today. No. I've been talking about doing it. So uh, my business mentor has been after me to do it for months now. And my daughter was having a fit. She did not. She's like, that is just not age appropriate. (laughs) You should not be on TikTok. And so I didn't do it. And then this weekend, she sat with me. We spent a couple hours. I spent hours watching TikTok. So I didn't really quite get it. And then we had to watch tutorials about how to use TikTok. And I finally did a couple this morning. Uh, I'm I'm just not doing it. I'm just not not doing it. Nope. 
I'm I will tell you I'm this, ladies. Not, Here's what I say. Here's what I will say about TikTok. They're super short. And it took me way too long because I couldn't literally figure out how to use it. And that was me too, Kim. How do I put a word there? And why is it staying? So I had to go to YouTube and watch tutorials about how to make words come and go on TikTok. It was not the best use of my time. But now that I've done it, I know how to do it. I don't think it's going to be too much time. And it's really fun. Like it is fun. It was fun. Like I did the kind with like music and like dancing around. It was fun. Yeah. I think that's actually like, that's why I'm staying on it. Is not not because like I want to make more content. It's more like it's actually really enjoyable for me to do it, mm-hmm. and that maybe going back to the whole like topic of this whole podcast in the first place is like you have to do shit you like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't, and eat things you like. That or else weight loss or anything is gonna suck, mm-hmm. and like it doesn't have to. So like if like I just had a client call this morning about um she was like I just love she's Indian she's like I just love 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 chapati the um whatever the like bread thing is I like, love chapati as well yeah. actually <laughs> yeah and, and I do too it's so good and she's like but it's so high in carbs and calories and I'm like well I was like why do you love it and she like goes on and tells me all the things and and I was like well then we're keeping it in your worth it foods like that's going to make weight loss suck less because you actually can enjoy the things you like. And she's like, also these like vegan gluten-free almond flour cookies from Trader Joe's. I'm like, cool. Those are going on the list too. Like eat those. Don't eat the stupid chips Ahoy cookies. Like only keep the things in that are worth it. And it makes it enjoyable. And then it it allows you to just maintain like long-term adherence. And for, for me, for the TikTok thing, like it just feels fun. It feels easy and I'm about finding the path of least resistance and sometimes I don't want to post on Instagram because it feels like it has to be this like really curated manicured caption with the post and the graphic TikTok you can just like wing it you're like I'm in like ghetto like sweatshirt I got like a hoodie on my hair's greasy and I'm putting up a video on how to lose weight (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like it feels way more me so yeah. yeah, no, and I, I would I would actually love to do it because it does look fun. I think like Kim, you were saying, um, and I'm calling myself out in horrible technology. I do not like trying to figure it out. Um, but I think, okay, like if I can actually sit down and figure it out, I would like to do it for the reasons that Kim or that Sam said. But if I can avoid the things on TikTok that I do not want to see, then that's the way that I would need to go about it, right? So curate the feed just like I do my Instagram and there are some funny shit on TikTok. Let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> you know? really funny. It is really entertaining. Funny. So, so set two boundaries, two boundaries we need to set. If we're going to go down the TikTok rabbit hole, one boundaries around who you follow. If you know, you fall into the trap of comparing yourself and feeling less than, and you know, depleted after the experience and then boundaries around how much time you're going to spend on it. Right. So not staying up until 2 a.m. Right. Really quick guys. That was my first time. I went so deep in, I was like, how do they do these crazy, like upside down, like hovering features and like the, the like thing with the hand where you like freeze frame and you like uh-huh. crawl on top of yourself. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> it's insane. It's funny because Kurt's like, don't do TikTok. Like they're going to get you. They're going to find your information and like steal it. And since I've, okay. So since what's I've the team? Started- is he like a spy movie or something? <laughs> what? No, like- There's rumors about that, but I don't yeah. think so. 
Well, since I started TikTok, I've been getting a shit ton of spam texts. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if those are aligned or if it's like totally random, but I was like, Mm, I don't know. I'm still going to do it because it's fun, but like, whatever. Um, I can delete all the sex texts off my phone. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's kind of annoying. All <laughs> here for boobs and butt. Too Literally, it's something. like, <laughs> yeah, like, you want to get naked tonight? Like, come and join me and and uh and see see what you're missing or something and then there's a, like a hyperlink to join and there was like i got some like raunchy ones that i i won't share <laughs> but, oh my like, gosh i have not like i have not gotten any of those i'll let you know since i just yeah, got Kim, whether i start it. getting those we'll see <laughs> the connection here. keep us updated i'll forward you those texting <laughs> <laughs> we can join the same group chat <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my god! No, I think Sam was onto a really important point there when she was talking about her client. Um, with I, I, I don't even know what kind of food that is. Did you say chapati? Yeah, yeah, Indian, yeah. Indian okay. bread. You know, like the idea that this person, you know, obviously has Sam as a coach to help her, but I don't know if a lot of people really spend a, a bunch of time thinking about like what is worth it for me. What would make this more enjoyable for me? Like to keep the things in your diet that are really important to you. You have to spend some time thinking about that. And thinking like, do I really love Chips Ahoy? Because, you know, some people do. Like, I had a devil dog for the first time the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are delicious. Where I thought, like, I thought that those would probably fall under the not worth it category for me for now. But, uh, you know, you have to spend some time thinking, like, what really is worth it to me versus what isn't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's a devil dog? Oh, it's, I can see your face. Sarah looks very confused. So it, it's a super fancy American pastry. <laughs> oh yeah, I will um, Google it. It's um, it looks like a hot dog, okay, but the buns are chocolate cupcake, and then the the middle oh. is vanilla cream. It's like a whipped cream. Sounds delicious. But they're I mean, cheapy things, and I hadn't had one in a long time. And then my kids are buying the most random stuff. Whenever I go to the grocery <laughs> store, I'm quarantined. All of a sudden, we need stuff we haven't had in years, and they asked for double dogs, and I had one. I'm like, oh, that's good. Are Wait, they kind of like a uh, chocolate Twinkie almost? No, they don't have that consistency. I don't like the, this, that sponginess. That's yeah. not like, it's not like that. Okay. Speaking of Twinkie, Kurt just brought home Twinkie cereal. Well, I saw that at the store. Yo, uh, it's, it's actually not, it tastes too fake. But it's we, we also it, yeah. brought home um, Captain Crunch. And I was like, fuck, Captain Crunch is so good. And I had Captain Crunch for dinner last night, and I was like so excited yeah. about it. You know why Captain Crunch is not fun for me? I had to get a give it up years ago. It slices the roof of my mouth up. I don't know oh, why. Oh no! Why? Well, I mean, it's like it's the texture and it's very sugary. I think it's the combination of both. Like when I remember, I'll never forget this. There was I was at the movie theaters when I was probably like eight years old. Can't remember the movie. I can't remember the name of it. And I got Sour Patch Kids. And the oh, roof of my mouth yeah. was tore up. I will not to this day <laughs> eat Sour Patch Kids for that reason. But Sour Patch Watermelons, though? Those, yes, those are good. Those, those are delicious. Are, those were what got me through powerlifting days. Like, yeah. when I had to, like, carb up, uh, you know, <laughs> in between sets, whatever the hell that meant. I was like, give me the Sour Patch Watermelons. I need carbs. I was like, this so fucking funny. animal. <laughs> Yeah, no, when I, when I was doing my fat loss phase, so end of last year, beginning of this year, I had a reefy day because my carbs did get fairly low during the week. And I had one day where I was able to have 
carb up, like you were talking about, Sam. And I ate, like my two go-to things were cereal. So like the healthier version of Cocoa Krispies. Those are my favorite. And um, these things called Honey Mamas, which it's basically a candy, like not a candy bar. It's a chocolate, like truffle consistency bar that you can get at Trader Joe's. And they are just delicious. And I got lean eating cereal and chocolate, so it can be done. But if I did not have that, if I was living off of chicken, broccoli, and sweet potatoes, I don't think that I would have been able to to handle it. Yeah. No. So, you guys need to find your vices. I think that's it. Like, what are the things that, like, get you through? You know, it's like, I, and you'll still have them as, even when you're not in a fat loss phase. Like, mm-hmm. I still use all of mine to this day and I'm not trying to lose fat. And I think yeah. that's the thing. I think people may, may like confuse it. Like, oh, I just have to do this while I'm losing weight. It's like, no, you actually are building these in as strategies to keep the weight off. It's not just exactly. like a temporary thing. Um, and, and it allows you to be like, okay, what can I do forever? And that's a hard question to ask. Right. So you got to experiment with like, okay, what do I need to stay not and, and not go crazy? Mm -hmm. Right. And this is what, you know, like Carter Good, I'm sure everyone here knows who he is. I was listening to a podcast last night that he was on and he, I think he coined this phrase or excuse me, at least he's like made it more popular, restraint versus restriction. So anytime you are in a calorie deficit, even if you want to maintain your weight, you are not going to be able to eat however much you want of any food. Even if you love broccoli, if you're eating 2,000 calories of broccoli and your maintenance calories are 1,800, like you're still going to gain weight, <laughs> right? So we always have to process. We always have to, you know, practice some form of restraint, no matter what our goal is. But restriction should never be the answer. So, like Sam said, finding those foods that you enjoy and um, when you are losing weight, but even when you are trying to maintain it. And again, like just creating an overall lifestyle yeah what are some of your guys's like thing like your thing what is your thing to like get you through or like do you guys have staples that you're like this thing has totally even though it's more calories or whatever it totally keeps me on track yeah I have three so and for a long time I was not able to eat oatmeal or I chose not to eat oatmeal because I was brainwashed to think that it would it was like bad for my gut. <laughs> uh, and then once I kind of like did my gut healing thing, I was able to eat it. Protein oats like is my favorite by far. I ate it for like three meals the past couple of days, like, um, or at least oatmeal. Like I just, I love it so much. So protein oats, smoothies, and that protein hot chocolate that you and I drank, Sam, mm-hmm. for sure, which yeah. Yeah, we should give people the recipe for. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm always posting about it on my story because it's like such a game changer. Yeah. I think for me, game. same thing. It's uh, the hot chocolate, my ice cream. That shit mm-hmm. is like amazing. Um, also popcorn. Like popcorn is such a great snack for me and it's really high volume. And I have like a popcorn maker that you just like put in the microwave and it's so easy. Um, and it really gives me the crunch that I'm looking for. And also cheese like putting cheese on things for me is so worth it 
it makes the food taste mm-hmm. way better. And I don't care how many calories it is. It always makes me feel way more satisfied than if I had done without it. Cause I end up mm-hmm. wanting something after. And then I end up eating more after. And then it's like, I should have just put the fucking cheese on the thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sarah. That's so fun. So ice cream, definitely. Um, either that banana nice thing that Sam makes or Halo Top. Yeah. Halo Top or something like that. Um, cheese and something called pop chips, which I don't know if you guys have them. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a baked, a baked crisp. Um, but yeah, those three things sometimes together. Ice cream, pop chips, and cheese all in the one bowl. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, I don't really have any one kind of or a couple of things, ladies. For me, it really is just the idea of I spend time thinking, like, just knowing, like, whatever sounds good, I can make it work that day mm-hmm. or that week. Um, and so I kind of think about my week, and some days it's mostly, you know, salads and oatmeals and, and things, and other days, like, I want cake and cinnamon rolls. And so for me, it's not like right now, I really am digging chocolate pop tarts. And are you so still I'm on the chocolate pop tarts? This has been going a few weeks. I love them. I love them, but I don't eat them. I don't eat them all the time. I don't eat them every day because, like, do I really want to use my calories that way? Like, I really like to have nutritious food. And so I have to go and buy some. I really feel like I need to try it because really I feel like I'm missing should. out on something. They're really- they're really good. Okay. Look, they're, not, they're not like a high class treat, but. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. We don't mind. I'll give it a go. You know, that, that brings up a good point. I want to tell a story about one of my clients where I think like you want to get to the point where nothing is off limits. And kind of like Kim said, you can know, or you know that you can have whatever you want at any time. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge mindset shift. So I have been doing a lot of baking during this quarantine. It is my stress reliever. Like it's my favorite hobby, so to speak. And I've been experimenting with different types of banana bread. So I've made this buttermilk banana bread, which I probably made 20 times already, uh, not during quarantine, but like in the past. And then I did a blueberry (laughs) banana bread. And then I did another banana bread that had like different ingredients and use more bananas and um, one of my clients had seen me posting these stories. And so she reached out to me and she's like, Hey, I noticed that you've been making all this banana bread and I've got four perfectly ripe bananas right now. Like I would love to know what recipe you use. So we were kind of going back and forth on that. And she's like, or I could just freeze them and use them in smoothies. And I was like, or oh, yeah, you could use your, you could use them to make that nice cream. She's like, Oh, that's a really good idea too. I've seen recipes for that, but I've never tried it. And I just like, I love that perspective because it's like she was not saying, no, I should not have the banana bread. It's just like, maybe I don't want it. Mm. You know, like I know that I can, but maybe I don't. And so, yeah, I'd rather use the bananas for something else and then save those calories for, because she and her boyfriend, they do a lot of takeout, like Chinese or Indian or whatever. Um, So I'll save the calories from the banana bread for, you know, something else that I might want. So yeah, just getting rid of that black or white, all or nothing thinking and knowing that so long as if I am in my calorie budget and I am eating, you know, 80 to 90% nutrient dense whole meals or whole foods, then I can include anything that I enjoy and still get results. And it will also 
keep me on track. Yeah, food is just food. It's not mm-hmm. like it's it's not like the big complicated things that people make it out to be. It really is just eat eat things quantities. Yeah, apparently people food's got that. morality. Food's got like it's just it's insane. But yeah, yeah just remember, that, people, it is food is just food. Yeah, but um, but a lot of people don't think that food is just food. No, know? not at all. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And that often leads to guilt around food and that yeah. and about things that aren't fun um guilt is never fun nor yeah. is it productive and so getting rid of the idea that you know if you eat certain things it's bad it's dirty you know it's not clean um getting rid of those constructs in your mind can really help to make this all way more enjoyable because you won't be experiencing that guilt and talking back to that guilt is so important like if you notice that you're feeling guilty about about, about eating things like why am i feeling guilty and is that reasonable to feel guilty and like what is, what is wrong with eating a Pop-Tart? You know, you're really questioning yourself on that because that food guilt is just not a good feeling. Totally. Yeah. I think we should do a whole episode on that actually because it's so yeah. it's so relevant right now, especially when we're kind of trapped in our homes. Um, I think a lot of people are experiencing that. All, so mm-hmm. yeah, we should sure. do a whole other episode on it. So, so mm-hmm. I think we nailed down the food topic and let's transition a little bit into talking about exercise and the way that you work out when you are trying to lose weight and making sure that that also is something that you enjoy. Cause speaking from experience, I did not enjoy spending 45 minutes on the step mill six days a week at five 30 in the morning. Yeah. I, I did think, it. Honestly, Marcy, like we covered a lot of this too, in our past episode, the quarantine workout episode. Um, and just talking about like doing the things that make you feel good. Yeah, that you do enjoy. Like, yeah, sometimes it's going to be hard to start it, but at the end of the day, like, do you feel better after you do something or are you like, fuck, that sucked? Like, right. it shouldn't suck. It should not suck. Mm-hmm. It should not make yeah. you, like, be on the floor dead. That does not equal more success. Like, you know, better mm-hmm. is better. More is not betty- better. And so for me, it's it's really just like, what does my body need right now? And I, I constantly do that check-in with myself throughout the day. Like maybe I just need a walk. Maybe I need some like weird movement flow thing where it's like half weights, half dancing, half stretching. Um, maybe it's like mm-hmm. a, a more intensive like circuit thing. Um, it's so dependent. Like, and, and I think like I used to think it had to look a certain way every day and it, it totally doesn't. It's like, you gotta do what you gotta do. And it's going to be so different mm-hmm. for everyone on so many different days, different times of the day, like, you know, so just checking in with yourself and asking, like, what do I need right now to feel good? Mm-hmm. And for so many people, though, they just don't like exercise. And I, you know, I talk to people like this all the time. They're like, I don't care what kind of exercise it is. I don't like it. I don't, I've had clients start with me. They're like, I have to tell you, I don't really like moving. <laughs> like, I like to sit and, you know, recognizing that okay, this is where I'm at right now. And that's okay to be healthy. You know, and all of these people are like, they have major goals to improve their health. You're going to have to do some, some of it. And even if you don't love it, let's pick something, you know, that is like least, um, the least amount of friction and do it. And if the thing you enjoy is checking off your list, I did the thing that's going to make me healthy today, then that's all you have to enjoy right now. I haven't worked with a person yet who started with me who's like, I don't really like this who still at the end has hated exercise. They at least get to the point where they're like, you know, I have plenty of clients who are like, wow, I love the gym. 
but I have plenty of clients who are like, guys, this is not my favorite part of the day, but it's important. And I feel really accomplished and I'm, I'm achieving what I want to achieve. Right. And so Mm -hmm. for some people, they're never going to get to that point of like, wow, I love moving my body and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And you know, I used, I hate to admit this, but I used to have a pretty strong ego when it came to what I felt people should be doing. There's that should word in order to lose weight, get the best results. And that was heavy strength training. I'm not talking power lifting, but just, you know, lifting weights with progressive overload, using challenging loads, all of that. So not going to body pump classes and, uh, you know, orange theory. Like I was so against any of that. I was really against running. I felt like nobody should run or even do that much cardio to begin with. And now I have clients who come to me who they enjoy running. I have a client who only does body pump and she loves it. Like that is what she looks forward to. That is what keeps her on track. Like she has no desire to go up to the weight room and, and lift weights there. And she still has made progress, you know? So if you hate what you're doing, then you're not going to stick with it. And if I can at least like come to like a happy medium with people, like, okay, do the workouts that I write for you, the strength training workouts at least three times a week, let's say, if you can commit to that. And then if you want to go run a couple times a week, because that's what you enjoy and that feels better for you than just going for a walk, then by all means, go and do it. Like, it's fine. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then what they want Amen. and what they need. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Important. Yep. Double whammy. Yep. For sure. So I think that is about it. We covered a lot of ground on this one. Yeah, we did. A few tangents, but that's all good. We love a good tangent. <laughs> there is well, nothing wrong with a tangent. Nothing wrong with a tangent. That is a rule I live by. Yeah, hell yeah. TikTok think, tangent. Love yeah, it. tangents are good when we're trying to I, own the curve. Oh, yes. what a bad joke. <laughs> I don't even get it. <laughs> you know, like a curve and then like the tangent of the curve. Oh, I failed math. Oh, like, math. Talk, talk to me oh, about yeah. that kind of stuff. That's I don't know if you have not... the audience here for math jokes for the four of us. <laughs> Wrong audience. Go calculus. <laughs> I don't know. Let me go get my daughter. She's yeah. good with me. <laughs> oh my god all right like, should we like wrap up with this one last tip oh i always feel really pressured when it's one last tip Is say something gonna... super smart sarah, <laughs> well, sarah I'll, I'll go first and i will throw out something that we didn't cover and that is you know also make sure that you are sleeping enough and that you are finding ways to manage your stress so doing things that you enjoy that take your mind off of the weight loss or the pressure that you put upon yourself to lose weight. And so I said, for me, that's baking, that is going to movies, like anything that just makes me feel joyful and reduces my stress. I'll go next. I think I talk about this on here a lot because I talk about this a lot generally. It's just, I found it to work so well. And that is choosing some kind of performance goal for yourself. It just makes everything more enjoyable because you look forward to the challenge. So right now I'm really working on trying to get my first pistol squat and I do it every day. And um, it's been maybe, it's been since quarantine started, so seven weeks and I've made huge progress, but it's slow, but it's fun. Like it's fun to see like, how am I doing now? And so like, maybe you want to get a push up, or you want to like run a faster mile, but finding something to get better at is fun. And even if it's not a performance goal, um, we, and we talked about this a little bit ago, like Jordan Syed's doing this right now where he has these like 30 day challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
300 push-ups a day or um, I don't know something, even if it's just like, I am going to stick to my macros every single day this week, just like challenging yourself a little bit. I mean, it may be difficult, but it just keeps you engaged in the process more. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? Um, I would say just to remember to celebrate yourself, make sure you're doing an evening check-in every day to, um, like really focusing on the good stuff that you did in that day and celebrate it. Yes. Write down those wins. I love it. Um, I think having a buddy is really nice. Um, Yes. Just so you're not doing it alone, you know, like even if they're not with you in real life, like just kind of checking with someone. Um, And it could be a coach too, but like a buddy is always helpful. I like make, I I tell Kurt, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out right now. Like if I don't work out, yell at me. Hey, I'm working out. Like, (laughs) quarantine and he's like all right psycho like whatever (laughs) i'm just like over there like doing a little thing and it's it's just nice to have to have someone to talk to you know yeah make up an invisible have an invisible friend if you don't have someone real just make up a character and have that as your buddy you've got a character at that apartment of yours it's like some mop yeah i have maybe it's the mop (laughs) All right, ladies, this was great. I hope it was helpful, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.